Thank you for tuning in to the Practical Preservation Podcast. Please take a moment to visit our website, practicalpreservationservices.com, for additional information and tips to help you restore your historical home. If you've not done so, please subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud, and also like us on Facebook. Welcome to the Practical Preservation Podcast, hosted by Danielle and Jonathan Kepperling. Kepperling Preservation Services is a family-owned business based in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, dedicated to the preservation of our built architectural history for today's use as well as future generations. Our weekly podcast provides you with expert advice specific to the unique needs of renovating a historic home, educating by sharing our from-the-trenches preservation knowledge and our guests' expertise, balancing modern needs while maintaining the historical significance, character, and beauty of your period home. Today on the Practical Preservation uh, Podcast, I have uh, Steve Jordan with me. Thank you for joining me today. You're welcome. I'm pleased to be here. It's a it's a miserable day outside. I just I'm happy to be inside. <laughs> yeah, there there are days when um, when it's either really cold or just kind of miserable out. That I am I am really grateful that I don't have to work outside, and I'm thankful that that my husband and and, and yeah. everybody else is willing to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So so uh, tell me a little bit about your background. Uh, well. I started painting houses when I was a little kid. I, um, I, I was probably 12. And um, then I put myself through college painting old houses. And I learned uh, about wood graining and marbling and uh, decorative finishes. Uh, and when I graduated from college, I kept on painting. And um, I, I think good or bad, I come from a long tradition of men who want to work for themselves. Right. Yeah. So I, uh, in, at middle age, I went to school at Cornell um, in their graduate program for historic preservation. And that was a, a great opportunity for me, uh, even though I felt like I was the old man <laughs> in, the, in the class. Um, I left there and took a job in Rochester, where I still am. It was 33 years ago uh, for a not-for-profit where I worked for several years. I went on to work for a preservation architectural firm where I wrote condition reports and inspected old buildings. And I think I learned more there than, than in any other job I ever had. That was a great right. opportunity for me. You know, I wrote for old house journal for 15 years, maybe. And, and then, you know, in around 2002, I started my window business and I teach classes when I can. Um, I, I do want to say that, you know, I'm sort of drifting toward retirement. I'm, I'm trying to work half days now. I'm, I'm way more selective about what I do. Yeah, okay. yeah no. And, and I, and I appreciate you, your willingness to share, to share your knowledge with us, because I, I feel like that is something that, that, you know, as people retire, that we, we are losing, um, not that it's all lost because, you know, people like you have written books and, and things like that, but I know, um, for a long time, my husband was the youngest on a job site. Yeah. And, and, um, he, he was, he worked with my father for, for over 20 years. And, you know, my parents retired a few years ago and 
you know, more and more, you know, more and more people are retiring and there aren't as many people that are, that are coming up through, through the trade. So yeah. um, I, I, I appreciate you willing to, to share your knowledge with us. Sure. Yeah. I, I feel a little bit like I owe it, you know, yeah. um, anyway, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, that, that's, that's really, that's great. And it's, it's, um, I think that it's important to, to keep, um, you know, you said you're going to work in half days and be more selective. I think that, that, that's also, you know, it, it, it keeps, it keeps you busy and it keeps you, it probably keeps you more engaged than if you just, you know, completely retired. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what drew you into preservation? From, from- oh, that, that's interesting. Um, it, it's interesting how we, we take directions in life and to, it's interesting to reflect back on it, but as, as a little kid, living in the, the Mid-South, at least in my area, all the old homes were either neglected, um, torn down, and I, I remember a few of them burned, and, and people didn't care much about the old properties. They wanted to replace them with a new brick house. Okay? Right. It would be the early 60s and mid-60s. And I don't know <clears throat> why that bothered me, but it did, okay? And... Um, when I went off to college to, to um, Memphis State University, um, I put myself through school painting. I worked for a company that worked exclusively in the historic Central Gardens District. So whatever budding interest I already had um, came to full growth working in Central, in Central Gardens. I, I just loved the houses. And, and the neighborhoods we worked in at that time were from about, nine, you know, 1900 to maybe 1930. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that there is a huge, huge change in, um, in architecture, you know, after World War II. So that, that, that makes sense that even yeah. they weren't, even though they weren't really old then, they were, yeah. you know, they were, they were definitely built, you know, the way an old house is built. I, yeah. I do um, consulting work for, for our, our countywide uh, preservation organization. And they did a survey in the, in the nineties, it really needs to be updated, but they really had a bias against early 20th century buildings. So now when we go back to look at the survey and they, you know, gave them the lowest, you know, the lowest score for architectural significance. And we're having, we're having to defend them against demolition. It makes it a little bit hard, but, but, you know, when you're closer to it, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't feel like it's old. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting working in central gardens for those years. uh, I didn't really know about historic preservation. And uh, my employer was more or less a general contractor. So I was exposed uh, by, by sheer happenstance to, to almost every part of the building trades, right. whether it was um, um, gutters being soldered, standing seam roofs, plaster cornices being run, floor finish, it, it, you know, plastering, wallpaper. I was involved in all of it. And I had no clue 
that this was historic preservation. Right. You know, <laughs> they just didn't weren't calling it that. They were they just, just no, yeah. they weren't calling yeah. it that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, well, very good. Well, so so tell me tell me a little bit about your your window business and and what services you offer and you know the geographic areas you serve. Yeah. I know you said you're scaling back a little bit, but well, I work in and around the Rochester, New York area, western western to central New York, and I started doing what we call window tune-ups, the very basics to make windows work again. Mm-hmm. Uh, new cords, replacing glass, unsticking them and things like that. I knew that there was a need for this because having worked for the not-for-profit and for the architectural preservation architectural firm, there were very few people you could call on to take on this work. Carpenters thought it was too, too much trouble that it was, that it was tedious. So um, that evolved into full restorations and sort of exploded on me when I purchased my first commercial steam box, because then I realized that with the, with the big steam box, uh, it was way more economical to take on a whole house full of windows. You, right. you, you could get them in and out of your shop way quicker than if you were trying to remove the putty with a, uh, infrared or a heat gun. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, I also provided storm windows. I did not make them, but I, I provided them. I had a couple of people here um, that made them for me. Um, and I did a lot of storm window work, occasionally aluminum storm windows. Uh, I wrote uh, condition reports, both for small residences and huge, you know, 300 window buildings. Right. Um, I never made new sashes. I don't have millwork experience. So people did that for me. Uh, and I was so busy with what I was doing that I, I didn't see a need to, to move on to move on to that. Um, so now as I'm as I am trying to be semi-retired, which is very difficult to do, um, I am more careful about who I work for. I, I don't want anybody demanding anything of me. And I'm trying to do work that, you know, I can usually get in and out of in a week or so. Yeah. Um, and I'm still overwhelmed with work. I never catch up. <laughs> that that is very true. That, that, yeah. that, that that's not a bad problem to have, though. <laughs> that's a great problem. Yeah. 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 The, um, um, what was I thinking about? Yeah, I it, it's it's amazing to me even now with with the internet and how many you know I I I live I live preservation so I. I I'm aware you know that there are people who re- restore windows. We restore yeah. windows, but you know, there that I, last week I was talking to a woman. She's like, "Well, we have to replace our window. One of the glass panes is broken." And I'm like, "No." I said, "These are actually made that you can replace each pane of glass individually. It's like amazing." That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the 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 preservation boards um, have a problem with that because um, applicants come in and say. Uh, my windows are worn out. And so the board will say, well, how do you know? And um, my problem with that is then they asked me to go look. Well, I'm, you know, one of the only games in town to repair them. So I see a problem with me saying, yeah, they can be fixed. And then I'm the person to fix them. There's a a conflict of interest there that I've dealt with for years um, that I wish would go away. But most of them can be fixed. <laughs> yes, they can. So you're telling the truth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, so tell me about uh, some of your notable projects. Well, most of my work has been 
locally, although I have occasionally taken jobs a few hours out of town. Um, and I've worked on houses of local significance and regional significance. Um, I did the windows and, and actually supervised the restoration of the Susan B. Anthony house here in town. Um, I was a consultant for the window work, which is currently underway at the George Eastman House and Museum here in town. Um, a few years ago, I restored the windows in the Sotus Lighthouse out on Lake Ontario at Sotus Point. And that was one of my favorite jobs ever being on the lake. Oh, yeah. In the fall, a wonderful breeze. Uh, and I, I'm a talker, so, you know, the visitors would come in and out. I had to talk to all of them. <laughs> well, they, they probably all now have an appreciation for, for yeah. the traditional trades. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Um, I turned down a lot of work, and some of it would have been significant work because the projects were either too big for me. Um, I've typically worked alone or with one helper. Um, um, so if the project was too big or too far away, then, then I, would, I would turn the project down. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, that, and that makes sense, especially if you're busy where you are. Especially if you're yeah. busy. You know, I wanna say here somewhere, I, I, I have beer with friends on Friday that are all contractors, okay? And they don't have websites. And they would say to me, well, why do you have a website? You have all the work in the world. And my response to that is, well, yes, uh, I didn't really need more work. But the website allows me to pick and choose the work I want to do rather than being forced to take everything that comes along. That, that, that is true. And, and I think your, your website is very educational, too, yeah. if somebody yeah. isn't in your area and just needs to yeah. be educated. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, that sort of changed the direction of all my work. Mm -hmm. I, I really, I probably have had it up 10 years. That's been a good thing. Yeah, that, that is. So, so tell me about, about your different publications. I know you, I saw a couple books on your website um, and, and you had some other things on. Too. Yeah. You may run into books that aren't available anymore, okay. but um, I, I published the window sash Bible in, in 2015 and uh, the Window Sash Bible has been a, you know, a great seller for me ever since. Um, I'm thinking about doing a second edition, adding a few things to it soon. But um, that's been a great book, and it's sort of a a uh, beginner's guide to hold to window restoration, top to bottom, storm windows, glass replacement, almost everything you want to know. Okay. Um, the, the book has been um, been, a, been a great thing for me, okay? Because uh, the book allowed me to meet a lot of other people that, that are interested in this, whether they're professionals or homeowners, and I've enjoyed that. Right. Because I'm a people person. My new book um, is called Storm Windows, A Comprehensive Guide to Wood, Wood Combination, Aluminum, and Interior Storm Windows. Um, it's a short book. It's about 60 pages. There's nothing else like it on the market. And, I, right. you know, I, um, I self-published the book because Amazon doesn't do color affordably. So, oh, yeah. So, yeah. So I did it myself. Um, it um, Marketing, it's been a real chore, a task. I, but, but I'm working on it. Okay. Um, it's a great book about the pros and cons of every different 
aluminum wood interior window choice you know what's best for you okay mm-hmm. um i i think that that if you were a homeowner and you were conflicted about what you should put on your house that that it would be a great a great read okay? yeah yeah and i and i think that that's really important because not not every storm window works in every application and yeah. And so, so it's good to, to know your options and to, to kind yeah. of figure out what's best for you. Yeah. I wrote a book called Rehab Rochester 25 years ago, and I am uh, editing and rewriting that book right now. That's a homeowner's guide to uh, old house maintenance and repairs. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to getting that back out again. It's interesting. Someone said you should you should uh, pub- republish that, and I pulled it off the shelf and reread it after twenty five years, and I can't believe how outdated it was. And oh no! Rewriting it, so yeah. just just for fun, I'll tell you uh, one one thing, okay? In in one chapter, it says never attach your television antenna to your chimney. Okay, <laughs> well that's pretty dated, you know, that's like buggy whips and Easter bonnets. And and the book was full of things like that, which which have really changed in 25 years. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, those kind of things definitely have, have changed, you know, even, even satellite dishes. I don't, I don't know of, you know, most people aren't even using those anymore. Yeah. And I know that there's a guide in, in uh, Lancaster that they, that they talk a lot about because that was a huge thing in the historic district where to put your satellite. In. That's right. Yeah. 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 So, um, so what are, what are some common misconceptions that people have about their older windows? I think the, 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 the biggest misconception might be that old windows are inefficient. And in some cases, if neglected, they are inefficient but they can be updated for a reasonable amount of money so that they are competitive with a new window or with a replacement window. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have to say that most people don't understand that when you, when you tell them, tell them that the, the issue is that if you have a, a good storm window and a prime sash, that's your main window that's weather sealed and in good shape, then you're approaching the efficiency of a new or a replacement window. Right. If I sit across the table from a salesman and argue with him, he'll beat me in the numbers. Right. But the numbers don't mean anything, really. Uh, the truth is, is that that new or replacement window won't pay for itself in energy efficiency during the lifetime of that window. Right. which might be 20 or 30 or 40 years. It will not replace itself in energy. If that, uh, if I mean, I've seen, yeah. I've seen, I've seen, um, I've seen windows, newer windows fail in less than 10, depending on the condition. Yeah. I have a file that I occasionally send to people um, when they want me to recommend new windows. I don't know. I don't know how to recommend a new window because I have a file that's about, I don't know, six or seven pages long of cases where windows have gone bad right. and, and lawsuits and, and those sorts of things. And it's every brand. And so, you know, 
I'm not going to put myself out there to recommend a brand. No, no, it's yeah. And, and yeah, it, the ones that I've seen fail are, you know, ones that you would assume would be, but it's, it's the materials and it's the construction and, and that's not any, you know, that's, that it's, it, 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 it that's just what the issue is with them. <laughs> yeah. 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 So what, um, what tips do you have for people to use a storm window? Well, t t choosing a storm window is a subjective thing. Uh, everyone has preconceived notions uh, about what they want. Or, and if they don't, that's a good thing because then the book will be helpful for them. But um, there are the aesthetics, uh, utilitarian features, um, and, and some people, you know, might want an aluminum window simply because they're very low to no maintenance. Okay. Right. So um, if, if aesthetics is your goal, then a, a wooden storm window is absolutely the best. They just look right. You know, they're made to mimic the proportions of your prime sash. Right. Uh, and a lot of people don't know this, but a wooden storm window can be made with removable panels so that you don't have to do that annual switcheroo between the screen and, and oh, the screen. Okay. okay. Um, and so uh, a lot of people hear that and they're excited about it. And on occasions I will take, or I used to take someone's old wood storm window and turn it into a combination of wood mm -hmm. window with a removable aluminum frame sashes. Okay, it's a good thing. Like uh, a, almost like a combination door, like a yeah, yeah okay, yeah. 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 Um, some people like um, aluminum storm windows because of their utilitarian features. The triple track goes up and down. You can take them, take the sashes out from inside and wash them, and and uh, they're they're not they're low maintenance. What what I and the book try to impress upon people is that there are good and bad ones. Mm -hmm. And that they 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 make aluminum storm windows that look just like wood storm windows if you know where to go, and um, uh, they cost a little more, but they may be worth it. Okay, I, I think the primary thing about aluminum storm windows is that <coughs> occasionally the frame intrudes upon the sight lines, and so you don't want to see it when you right. look out from inside. That's a big problem with aluminum storm windows. And then and then interior storm windows are are great when um, the window is too high to, to access easily. Uh, they're, they're especially useful around here on old steel windows, hmm. which are yeah. uh, uh, kind of not good for our climate. They tend to have a lot of condensation and icing in the winter, and, and the solution is a good interior storm window. Okay, Or an interior storm window can be used to reduce exterior noise and, and for a third layer, if you want a uh, third layer against uh, energy loss. Right. Yeah. So, you know, you got to figure what, you know, you got to throw your balls in the air and, and juggle what your needs are and wants are, whether it's aesthetics, utilitarianism or, or, or what. Right. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And, and um, yeah, we, we, when we, in, when we recommend or install storm windows, we, we don't always, you know, we don't get them all from the same company because, you know, there are different applications, different yeah. ones work better. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I hadn't seen the, the wood windows with the combination of that's a great idea. Um, yeah. Well, I, I will, I'll plug somebody for that. Dispenser sure. works out in Omaha, Nebraska specializes in that. I think Adams architectural millwork specializes in that. 
those those are great deals if you order a lot. The shipping can be expensive. Right. And, you know, your local mill worker guy who makes storm windows can can do the same thing. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Very good. Well, thank you, and thank you for for those those names because I'm sure that that'll be helpful. Yeah. Um, so what, what trends or challenges do you see in, in preservation? Um, I, well, th there, there's always the issue of presenting preservation in a reasonable sort of way to the general public, okay? Um, I've worked in preservation now for a long time and gone through the property rights movement and, and, and you know, and, and all the other obstacles to what we do and love. Uh, so, you know, we always need to uh, present it to the public in a reasonable way so that it's more, more accepting, acceptable. Uh, however, the, the, the big issue to me now is the shortage of, of uh, people in the, in the building trades and particularly the preservation building trades. I see this problem, um, affecting local preservation, local neighborhoods where, where um, the preservation board might tell someone that they have to keep their windows. And yet the windows do need repairs or restoration and there's no one to do the work. Right. Okay. There's just no one to do the work. And it's not just windows. It, it would be an appropriate porch rehabilitation there's there are very few people that know how to do it right what materials right. to use uh or standing seam copper roofs and slate work i can or, or or plaster work oh and one one that stands out to me is stucco oh, real yeah. old-fashioned stucco finding someone who is experienced in that is very difficult yeah so these are some of the problems that i think are are um that need to be addressed the most. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I um, I think that there was a real disservice. I, I, when I was graduating from high school, they were just really pushing everybody into college and mm -hmm. college isn't a good fit for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and it, and then it also drives me crazy when they, when they try to say, oh, all the, all the people that are struggling in school, we should just put them into the vocational training. I'm like, no, because you have to have a brain. <laughs> like, yes, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you have to be able to like do the work and, yeah. and just putting them there. That's not going to be the solution either. So there has, um, there has I, to be I, a balance. I told a woman um, uh, or a customer, I should say, I, I shouldn't talk like that. I, I, I told a customer that I needed an apprentice. I needed to help her badly. Yeah. Okay. And she she responded back to me. Oh, I know someone that, that might work out for you. Do they have to be smart? <laughs> and I thought that was the most insulting question, you know. Right. Yeah, they have, it is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they have to be smart. Yes. Yeah, they have they have to actually like you yeah. use different skills than other people use. I mean, yeah. it, sometimes it's it's amazing to me the spatial skills that my husband has that I don't like he can look at something and see if it would fit together, you know, without actually like going to measure doing all the things that yeah. I would have to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it, it is. It's 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 a different skill set, but I, I think that I think that there's definitely been a disservice and and not I mean I, I'm more worried about the traditional trades, but but all 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 construction across the board is suffering from a labor shortage. Yeah. Yeah. So um you know what? I was in New Orleans two weeks ago 
and uh, we were on a long drive and we got lost and we left it up to uh, Google. Oh no. Google Maps to get us back. And it misdirected us into a neighborhood that had been ravaged by Hurricane Ida. Oh yeah. And that was, you know, a few months ago. Mm -hmm. And this neighborhood was so sad because the sheetrock and cabinets and furniture and roof materials were all on the curb, but it was very clear there aren't enough contractors. You know, and this is very basic, big box right. store carpentry. There, there weren't enough to take care of all the work. And so yeah. people were living in trailers in their front yards as the, yeah. as the houses were open to the elements. It, it's a problem all around. It is. It is. Yeah. It is. So, um, was there anything uh, before we before we wrap up? Was there anything that um, that that you wanted to share that maybe I, I didn't think to ask you? Um, no, I don't think so. I, I I think you covered all the questions. Okay. okay very good. Yeah. So so yeah. where can someone purchase your books? Well, um, if you purchase the books through me you would go to um, either my website, which is uh, window-bible.com, um, or you'd go to Storm Windows Guide, that's windows, plural, stormwindowsguide.com, or paintintheglass.us, okay? Any of, those, any of those will take you to my, uh, to my book. Okay, very well, good. And, and you know, they'll all take you to me. People send me questions all the time, and I, you know, I usually answer them late at night. <laughs> very okay. good. Well, and then, and then, so that also probably answers the question of how people can contact you then to just go to either yeah. any of your yeah. sites. And we'll make yeah. sure this gets hosted on our website. We'll make sure that it's there too. So if somebody's listening yeah. and has a chance to write yeah. it down, they can go to our site and then click through to, to find you. People well, can also contact me at Sash Bible sashbible at gmail.com okay very good okay at gmail okay very good i'll make sure that's up there also yeah. well thank you thank you so much for your time i i really enjoyed our conversation and and i right. appreciate you thank you i appreciate you contacting me about this i'm glad to i'm i'm glad to disseminate information about historic preservation and uh, historic building trades okay yes. thank you very much have a good rest All of right. your day Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Practical Preservation Podcast. The resources discussed during this episode are on our website at practicalpreservationservices.com forward slash podcast. If you received value from this episode and know someone else that will get value from it as well, please share it with them. Join us next week for another episode of the Practical Preservation Podcast. For more information on restoring your historic home, visit practicalpreservationservices.com.